You're listening to The Marriage Project Podcast, episode number 11. The Marriage Project is a community organization that exists to educate a future generation while encouraging and inspiring hope for this one through the portrait of God's design for marriage. It is a collective of stories from couples spanning across the nation and globe to share with you the hope they have found in Jesus. This is a one-stop shop to hear how God has impacted each life here and to shine light and shed light on what our part is in his plan. Hey guys, I'm so excited for you to hear from Reagan and Melly Martin today. This American missionary family so richly blessed me on my trip to South Africa and I got a little bit teary listening to them and hearing their voices. It's been almost a month or more than a month now since I've been home and and I just loved getting to relive this trip and getting to hear their heart on how they were called to South Africa, the challenges of it, the beauty of it, just life. They just admit, you know, I need Jesus. And they say it's a reset every single day for their family. And it's their family of six or eight, including the two of them. They have six children and you're in for a really special treat. And I thank you for Alicia and for her heart uh, for this and um, pray that you bless this this time. Make it rich and meaningful and fruitful in the lives of those who listen for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I am here in Imhoff's Gift, South Africa, with Reagan and Melly Martin, and their home is beautiful. I wish you all could see it, and maybe you can. I'll take some photos, but I just wanted to introduce them and allow them to say hello, and excited that we get to hear a story of how God has led these Americans to the South African yes. mission fields, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. So if you guys want to just say hello and, and start with just that story, whatever you Feel led to share on that. Yes. Well, we're glad to be with you. Uh, we just uh, met uh, Alicia recently, but thankful for your heart. Yes. Uh, for for marriage and this uh, this ministry that has brought you down here yeah. in God's uh, kind providence. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been here for six months. Yeah. So not very long yet, mm-hmm. but uh, but it was through a there were a few trips through which the Lord called us, uh, mm-hmm. specifically directed us here mm-hmm. to the Cape, and missions had been on our hearts for uh, a, a number of years uh, in our marriage and as we were having children and, um, and they were growing. So we had, missions had been on uh, our hearts. It had been a burden uh, for us for many years, and I had prayed and asked the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. here we are, send us, where would you have us to be? And then I was on a short-term team down here in 2013 and was impacted by this work, Cape Missions International, uh, and their work in the townships with churches there and uh, spreading the gospel. And I went back from that trip, came back, and actually the very day that I arrived back, when my lovely wife was driving me back from the airport, that... uh, You said, (laughs) I think the Lord is calling us to South Africa. Oh, gosh. And... You know, Reagan was just a bundle of energy. He got off the plane. You know, he had his shorts on. It was, I think, mid-February in oh. Wisconsin, or I guess in Illinois. Illinois. And um, that he was so excited. And here I had been like, single parenting mm. our four children at that time when I was pregnant with our mm. fifth. And so I was, like, exhausted and just glad that he was back. Um, but when he said that, even though we had had a heart for missions mm. and... Um, a burden there, I just felt overwhelmed mm. because I, at that point, I guess our oldest was five and then we had twin 
four-year-olds. Right, and yes. then Ernie was a baby. Yeah. And so I was just in survival mode. Oh. And the thought of, you know, of course, my, my thoughts just go into we're moving to Africa. Oh, and I just felt overwhelmed. Oh, yeah, um, I but I just thought, you know, I just kind of listened and probably smiled and didn't say anything. <laughs> and I thought, I'm just not going to bring it up. Maybe he'll kind of, you know, get over his jet lag and right. just maybe or the go excitement away. of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it did not go away, and he he really pressed in and said, "I want you to come on a trip with me next year. Mm. We're going to do a, a follow-up missions trip." And so we prayed about it and sought counsel, and the Lord provided funds for us. Mm. And so we took, we did go a year later with mm. um, Mira, our, who is six well, months old. Yeah. And, and it was good. We saw, yeah. I guess for me, I felt like a spectator on that trip. Um, you know, I was caring for our baby, and the mm. team was doing things, and I was there. But mainly, I just felt like I was watching Reagan and mm. seeing how God was using him and interacting. And I think on the trip, it just hit me, you know, this this is right. Mm. You know, and just how the people interacted with Reagan, and mm. um, there just seemed a fittedness there. Mm. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, it's okay. No, go ahead. Um, it, I, I, it was very encouraging to me. Yeah. You know, her, her willingness to take the steps forward. Right. When you, when you think of godly submission, you know, and mm. honestly sharing her heart. I mean, there were struggles, and she honestly shared yeah. them with me. Even after that trip, when we were praying and asking the Lord whether indeed this was His will. Right. And yet, her willingness to take steps forward. Mm. was a real blessing to me right. as, as a leader yeah. uh, wow. in our home. So in that, we want to know how you guys met in the first place. Mm. And you said Wisconsin and Illinois there. You yeah. mentioned them. So you guys mm. lived in Wisconsin, met in Wisconsin? Is that right. the story? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I grew up in Wisconsin. Okay. And we were attending a church there, then Reagan's church. Reagan's family okay. was also at the church. Right, we had moved so. up when I was a teenager awesome. to okay. Wisconsin, okay. Fond du Lac. Uh, I remember when you know we were at that school and mm. we came to Christ, mm. and uh, everyone you knew it was a small Christian school, mm -hmm. and everyone could see the change in her life. It was later that I had a car accident mm -hmm. in, uh, in just shy of my twentieth birthday when I was in college. Um, I was driving up to Fond du Lac um, for, um, you know, for work uh, at the end of the college week, and I had a, I had a serious car accident, wow. and through it, God reached into my, my life, my heart, mm. in, in a whole new way, yeah. in a wonderful way. Wow. And when he was at work in, in turning my heart uh, after him, that it was in that uh, context that mm. I saw Melly with new eyes, mm. as it were. <laughs> And yeah. saw her godliness, and and there was there was an attraction uh, there. I had actually yeah. liked Reagan for a couple of years. Oh, really? Oh my goodness! <laughs> and the work that the Lord was doing in my life was just of, you know, that my heart would be fully after Him, mm. and entrusting the Lord with how He might work out everything with Reagan. Mm. And so I just prayed for Him a lot and trusted the Lord, and it was hard, but I kept a journal during that time. So it's wow. just really neat to look back. It was kind of a prayer journal, but so much of it was about Reagan. Oh my gosh. And just, just to look back and to see how God had it all under control. I always thought if we got to know each other, I think we would just be best friends. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was in God's time. Right. And yes. so we did get to know each other, and it was mm -hmm. just almost 
That's but, awesome. So you guys yes. dated for how long then? It was, I guess, a year Two, and a half. Yes. Okay. Right, right. A little over a year after we began dating when I asked you to marry me, yeah. right? It was a journey there. Oh, really? And uh, but it, but it was it, it was a blessing in that mm -hmm. the, uh, the gospel mm -hmm. and love for God mm -hmm. were at the foundation mm -hmm. of our relationship. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what we would read together, what we would do together. Uh, it, w it was such a blessing. Our hearts, um, after God together, right. it was uh, sweet. Yeah. And uh, there were also some very hard things. There were some immaturities mm. in, in, in me that were brought to light. Mm. And especially in the time coming up to our wedding, I think among other things, I needed marriage. I needed to step forward in maturity mm -hmm. as a man, mm -hmm. as a young man. Um, I was I was immature in ways, yeah. and I needed at, at the heart of it. I needed the gospel. I needed right. a better better theology than I had, right. <laughs> and um, a better centering on Christ. But God was faithful in in all of that, and He I, I can see that in what He did through stepping into marriage, mm -hmm. where it's it's almost like it just. You know, it called that it calls it forth right. from a young man. He called God calls it forth right. through marriage. It's right. in the design and then fatherhood. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, those have those have both been how God calls a man, a young man, forward into manhood. That faithfulness and responsibility, serving, leading, laying down your life. So right, and you're called in probably quick if that first baby comes quick into fatherhood. <laughs> what would you say is how have you seen just God's heart in that role as husband and wife? Is there anything you've learned about the Father's heart, about our Heavenly Father's heart? And just the specific design of how he made woman and man to be husband and wife. Right. I think, I mean, something that has been a very hard process for me, and I'm still in the process, mm -hmm. is submission and respect right. which it's in the bible right. and you think you know it and you do know it in your head yeah, yeah. we did foster parenting mm. before well we started before we had kids because mm. we didn't know if we could have kids because we wow. lost some babies and we had these two little kids three and five years old mm. and before you have kids or even when you're just in your 20s yeah. and you're idealistic you kind of think of yourself as a really good person right. and like really patient and stuff right um but then mm. just dealing with the everyday of, of discipline and serving and yes. teaching and all these things and doing that in relation to reagan just this theme of am i respecting him you know i'll tell mm. the kids to respect him but then i listen to myself and the way i interact and talk and i think I'm such a hypocrite, you know, and I think especially we had a Tiffany who was almost 10 when she came to us and she stayed until she was almost 15. And, you know, that's a very challenging age, especially with girls, I guess, you know, the Lord really, I mean, he worked, it was hard. Yeah. In our marriage, you know, it was so easy to get frustrated. You know, I would get so frustrated with Reagan and be just so disrespectful. And just, it's that mirror, you know, you see yourself in this mirror of God's word and it's so humbling and distressing. And so needing the gospel, I think I really began to understand how much you needed the gospel. So seeing the Father's heart in that, you know, I just felt like, Lord, you're telling me, you know, to love, you know, read 1 Corinthians 13 and 
I am completely incapable of loving. How can you call me to do this? And he's like, that's exactly where I want you to be. Like, you need the gospel. Mm -hmm. And that's why Jesus died, not mm -hmm. only to save you from your sins, but to empower you to live in a righteous way. And, um, mm -hmm. and then in the missions call, I guess, mm -hmm. as Reagan was leading our family towards missions. Yeah. And I had a lot of questions. I guess it felt like right, you know, the Lord was speaking to Reagan on this, but I didn't feel like he was speaking to me, <laughs> except through Reagan. And, I was, and it was very hard um, to come to that point of, Melly, will you submit to my leadership through your husband? And I think growing up in our culture and even in my family, which has a lot of strong women, that was so countercultural, so against my natural way of operating. Yes. The Lord really challenged me. I wanted to ask you, because I have been able to witness some beautiful things in this home that they have, I guess it's just your everyday life, you could say here, how you are homeschooling your children. You've chosen that option. Um, how did you guys embark on that? Yes. Well, we were doing it in the United States. Right. Had some experience with it. And and uh, even there, it's, it's not... You know, such a uh, a, a well-known thing, right? It's right. it's on the rise, I think. Yeah. But um, but still, people, you know, they kind of give you the strange mm. look. Yeah. Uh, oh, you homeschool, right? Mm. You're you're those kind of people. Mm. <laughs> but there's a stigma or something. Right, like right. Yeah. I think it came out of the heartbeat of that that God put in my heart from the beginning was to lead my family in worshiping God. Mm. That that burden, that desire. Uh, I mean, like uh, a happy burden, mm. uh, a joy, yeah. uh, even though it can be hard uh, at times. You know, you, yeah. you have children that are misbehaving in those times when we gather around the word every day. Right. And, uh, and there's, there's can be struggles, but that's, that's why we need the word. That's why we need the gospel. And so I'll, I'll, I'll accept those. I'll accept the challenges that come with it. It's worth it. Uh, even when I, I feel I'm doing it poorly, mm. uh, to worship God together as a family, what a blessing! Mm. And I, I think there is a um, there's a a great need for that uh, in in the church is is where uh, reformation would reach the home, right? Mm. And um, and where parents would have that vision, that biblical vision for you know shepherding their children's hearts at home, worshiping the Lord together at home. And, and, and especially preaching the gospel. Like we, we come back again and again to the gospel in our mm -hmm. home because we see our brokenness. In close relationship, you do, right? Yes. And so uh, in marriage and family, the closest relationships, yeah. how much damage can be done right. every day. So we need the gospel, and that's what we want to come back to. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we do that together as a family in, in what we call family worship, then by God's grace, we're doing it in, in our everyday life as we're living together and homeschooling. And maybe you can speak more about what it's like to be a homeschooling mom yeah. uh, in that respect. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I love like teaching our kids to read yeah. and just seeing them enjoy learning. Like all the kids mm -hmm. are loving to read and it's almost like put the book down. I know. I've actually <laughs> noticed that. that coming in your home just a couple of times. Like, they're reading a book. It's so yeah. cute. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, there are a lot of joys yeah. in that, but there are a lot of, it's exhausting. I always feel like I'm never doing enough or, mm -hmm. oh, you know, we'll never get there in any area of our lives, but right. it's just the discipline to, to do it. And I think my problem can be check the things off the list, but not 
really minister to my children's hearts. Yeah. You know, it's just like, get it, get done. it done. And, but the Lord can convict my heart when, I, when I'm being harsh or demanding or impatient. And that gives me an opportunity to confess that sin to my children and just to say, it's wrong of me mm-hmm. to be like that. And mommy needs Jesus too, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a gospel opportunity and totally. and we're still learning. Right. So it's, oh you know, we're teaching our children. We're still learning and it is wonderful to be together. Right. And I'm thankful. And do that. So... <sighs> Doing it in a foreign country, though, are there challenges? I'm just mm. thinking if there's mm. a family potentially, you know, desiring to move to the mission field and homeschool, because mm. it might be challenging to, I don't even know what the option would be, like putting your child in a public school in a foreign sure. country, but anyway. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. has there been challenges? I think there are challenges. Um, I mean, I think there are challenges anywhere you do homeschooling. Totally, um, yeah. Even when we were on the North Shore of Chicago and yeah. with these great schools and people like, why are you, why are you homeschooling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? Even, even people in the church would, right. would ask. But you know, here, it's, I think it's, it's, uh, encountering, <clears throat> it's encountering cultural challenges. And uh, we, we have to be intentional uh, about you know, getting our whole family out. That right. It's not just me out doing ministry and the family back home here. Right. Uh, so there, there are challenges on you know in yeah. that way yeah. although we've seen a lot i think a lot of the benefits of mm-hmm. it down here of yeah. it gives it's given stability you know there's a consistency this is what we were doing in the states this is what we're doing here yeah. it's helped our family get settled quickly find our footing mm-hmm. and uh and given us freedom to to step into ministry and then also even flexibility mm-hmm. right even the flexibility of, of bringing our children into like i bring the boys into lavender hill it's a colored township you know, it, can, it is a place where there's there is violence and there's different things going on, but but in appropriate in the appropriate setting where we can where we can I can bring the boys into right. a rise up program for children. Right. They can play with uh, colored and colored means mi- mixed ethnic. Just to yeah, know, I was gonna say because you know, here there's... it's acceptable to say that. Right, right. They it's actually, not derogatory. Yeah. Right, like yeah. it's whites, blacks, and yeah. colored. Yes, right. it's part of the and there's Indian too. That's part Indian. of the beauty of South Africa, you know, uh, where you have the uh, this mixed ethnic people, mm. uh, incredible heritage there. But yeah, these these opportunities to where we can bring because we have flexibility with the homeschooling mm. schedule. That's a that's a neat thing. Yeah, so that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I just add what Reagan said. The challenge is sometimes getting out and engaging in the culture. You know, if the kids were in school, there would be that natural opportunity mm-hmm. to just be getting to know people and right. just like assimilating into society. Right. And I think we will have the kids involved in sports programs and really getting out. And there is actually a big homeschooling community in this area. Oh, and wow. so we've met just yes. a number of really amazing families. You might have already touched on this, but can you share with us just a portrait or a description of your everyday life? Because it's so sure. unique. I just... <laughs> That's what I'm trying to capture, the essence of yes, how you guys yes. do life together as a family. Yeah. I think that's mm. so special. Right. So do you work from home, Reagan, or you go out and do ministry mm-hmm. work? So it's that kind of thing, yes. like what your week might look like day to day. Yes, good question. Right. Um, <clears throat> some days I'm at home, working mm-hmm. from home, and I'll be doing communication or I'll be doing seminary. I'm still working on a, on a, uh, a graduate degree there mm. uh, with um, yeah, with ministry and 
And then some, some days I am out at meetings or ministry. <clears throat> There's a morning I go to a nearby, again, colored township, mm -hmm. uh, mixed ethnic over, uh, it's called Ocean View. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, they actually, they don't have an Ocean View. That's one of the kind of the, the ironic. There's maybe a little glimpse of it from the right <laughs> from the entrance, but... Um, but yeah, again, these people were moved during apartheid, and there's a lot of, again, there's brokenness in the background, but going into those places, that, that's our heartbeat here, is right. to, is we're working with the training end of Cape Missions, and so I'll be going into the townships, I'll have meetings, uh, and uh, even in the evenings, uh, there's there's been different training opportunities, mm. so sometimes in the evenings I'll be gone, mm. uh, where I'll be maybe at home during the day, I, can, I have a little bit of flexibility with that then. Right. And, uh, and then many Sundays we're out in, we're either at our local church where we've gotten settled mm -hmm. or we'll be in a township, uh, either a colored township, a black township, in mm -hmm. different places. And uh, Can you describe really briefly what the township is? Sure, yeah. The townships are areas there, they, they call them uh, semi-urban in, in that okay. there's lots of people, but they don't have all the infrastructure. Mm. They would be closer to what in America, would, like inner cities. Right. Uh, we have, a, except there's you know, there's more poverty, even more people crowded together in yeah. these areas. Right. So they were settled during apartheid. When you hear township in South Africa, whatever it may mean in America, we're meaning like where people were put, they were moved during apartheid, during mm. a, you know when a government was moving people and. Um, the whole idea of living apart, right. uh, there was a, a kind of uh, racism operate, operating in it. Right. And, and you still see it today. You see oh, yeah. the residual effects of it, as you know, being yeah. down here. And so there's, there's, there's a great need uh, in, in these areas. There's the need everyone sees when it comes to poverty. And, and you can see like there's broken families everywhere. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very sad, and, and there's a lot of confusion in the churches, too, mm -hmm. when it comes to doctrine, mm -hmm. when it comes to the gospel, right. what's our message. Yeah. So uh, that's where our heartbeat is, is to, we want to serve these churches yeah. by God's grace, you know, to serve yeah. the, the, the impact of the gospel in these right. communities, right. because we, believe, we do believe that's where the deepest need is, always. On the spiritual level. Right. Right. So um, when Reagan is doing that. Yes. Then yes. I guess our typical day would be like, get up, um, Reagan likes to work out with the kids, uh -huh. usually it's just the three boys, so they'll yeah. do a workout together, and then we'll have breakfast mm -hmm. and family worship, and then, and, you know, cleaning up is in there, and then <laughs> just we start school, and I'll work yeah. with, I'll usually work with our two young, Ernie and Mira uh -huh. first, and then move on to, you know, do a few things with Malachi and Micaiah, yeah. and then check in with Zoe. Yeah. And, and she's your oldest. She's our yeah. yeah. She'll give you our kids ages. Yeah. So Zoe is twelve. Mm -hmm. Um Malachi Micaiah twin boys are eleven. Ernie is seven. Amira just turned six. And Elise is twenty months. Mm. So so there's a lot of chaos. Hands full of good things. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. Hands full of good things. Like interruptions and it's just our life right now. Mm. Um, but in the afternoon it's kind of, I, I would love to go for a walk every day. That's yeah. the goal. It doesn't yeah. always happen. We live in a, this beautiful neighborhood yeah. and yeah. trying to do that. And maybe yeah. another goal is to go to the library regularly. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. We have supper yeah. together. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the evening I'm here. Yeah, we'll to have, eat together. Yeah, we'll have supper together. We'll, um, <clears throat> we do a little scripture memory time at the end of supper. Mm. Uh so we try to build things in in different places. Then we have we we 
uh, I mentioned the story we were reading about the Huguenots yes. and uh, persecution in France mm -hmm. um, some centuries ago. Uh, and uh, we're, we, we enjoy reading together. We've read a number of books together in the evenings. And yeah. um, so that's, that's uh, a nice time to together as family. Yeah. yeah. And what is family worship time? I got to experience sure. it. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. People might want to emulate yes. it. It's so cool. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, what we do during that time is, uh, uh, and, and again, we try, and we aim for it in the morning to do it, yeah. um, uh, is we'll do a, uh, do a proverb, <clears throat> a little nugget of truth that mm -hmm. we've had one of our sons uh, reading mm -hmm. uh, for some time now. He'll, he'll read a proverb. I'll give a short meditation on it and then pray. And the idea is to to teach our children how to pray according to God's word, you know, to take the word of God into their prayers. And then we'll, then we'll open the word uh, for a more extended passage that we'll read. We're right now in, in First Kings. And so we'll read the passage and we'll read around, uh, all of us. Uh, yeah. So we all have Bibles, everyone who can read, the baby, except for the baby. Uh, you know, we, we uh, read around verse by verse mm -hmm. all the way. So everyone's kind of engaged, uh, yeah. uh, more or less. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes you can still lose a boy in there, right? Uh, as you saw. <laughs> yes. But um, but we read around, and then we take time to walk through it, to talk through the passage, mm -hmm. uh, just trying to give give the kids a big picture understanding of right. of the passage, uh, what what we're seeing uh, there, um, uh, the message for us, and and then uh, taking it to the gospel mm -hmm. uh, with that, you know, centering yeah. how it's how it's connected to Christ. Right. So. Um, so we, yeah, we have that time, and then we sing together. Yeah. Uh, a, a hymn or two, we'll yes. sing, and then I'll close in prayer. And I love you guys have a little hymn books, not little. Yeah. Hymn <laughs> yes. books. Yes. Yes. So yeah, awesome. we do. Yeah, we have the hymn books that we uh, yes. that we sing together, and um, yeah, we enjoy a variety of hymns, uh, old and new, and and uh, and yeah, we, we yeah we, we we love to sing together at different times. I'll mention too at the beginning of meals. Well, too, we'll have just we have a stock of kind of general praise. Hymns uh, and and songs that will like at the beginning of a meal we'll sing yeah. together and then we'll pray right. and um, that's uh, yeah. th those are just you know traditions again ways to it's the Deuteronomy was it Deuteronomy four Deuteronomy six mm -hmm. it's six right Deuteronomy six yeah you know when you when you lie down when you when you right. rise up right. um, when you walk beside the way when you mm -hmm. sit at a meal when you're you are in the vehicle we 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 seek to be to be intentional about right. that, like the worshiping together as a family, right. that this is the very fabric yeah. of our family life. This yeah. isn't just something we do, this is a religious thing we do on Sundays. Right. We we are a worshiping family right. Right. because God is worthy and because yeah. Jesus is such a great savior. Yes, <laughs> so, he's worthy of our praise all day long because you can't lose right. that focus Yes, so yeah. fast. Yeah. It's easy to just do it in the morning. Yeah. And forget it during the day right, and right. then come back yeah the next morning and yeah. so great to incorporate it all day long yeah it's such a beautiful thing and you know, I know people they might say we like it more kind of informal just kind of in the right. flow of family life I'm all for it but it helps to have the formal because then you take those things like things right. come to mind and you can bring that to bear right. uh, later in the day and um, we already mentioned I mean I'll come back to it sometimes it's just a it's just the simple, we need Jesus. Right. Sometimes that's all I can yes, say. That's it. <laughs> you feel like you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> uh, and, you, and, and you just, we need Jesus, don't we? We need Jesus. Kids. Kids. <laughs> and, and it's coming back, you know, that they'll, that they'll, again, just for them to hear that simply right. that 
this is our gospel right. need that we acknowledge yeah. in our family. Right. And, uh, and I can so. see the kids thriving in it. And I mean, I'm only here for mm-hmm. two days. I'm mm-hmm. sure I don't mm-hmm. see the, obviously the day in, day out all day long. Sure. <laughs> but just when I came in and I'm sitting there and they're so excited to go through their Bible and sit there still and listen and kids need structure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, there is, right. They, yeah, like, like Mira, you saw, you know, yeah. there, there's a, there becomes so an expectation. I, yeah, I think at times, it, it's like with, with, it can be with homeschooling too, but especially with, right. I think with family worship, parents like, we can't do that. Right. Well, why not? Why, why can't you set those patterns, right. you know, even if it's a struggle? Right. Again, is it worth it? Even if we, even if, a man feels like, I can't do this well. There's, there's plenty of resources out there to help yeah. you. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes, I so, love that. So yeah. um, shifting a little bit mm-hmm. back to you guys being here um, in South Africa, I wanted to just ask, what's one thing that you found that's been harder than you may have anticipated? More than one thing. We both know what we're thinking here. Oh. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think... Um, having grown up and I mean, most of our lives spent in more small town, yeah. you know, America, yeah. and not being exposed to great disparities in wealth, mm. um, that has been really hard. We live between two very poor communities, Masipumalela and Ocean View, and just going to the store, mm. people will come up and ask us for money, or you know, tell tell some of their story. Just begging and I'm just not used to that and I feel you know you feel confused guilty bad yeah (laughs) just a whole range of negative emotions um you want to be generous and compassionate but you don't know who's telling the truth or if it's even wise to give right and um and people even something that I'm learning is making eye contact with people yeah like I, I love to make eye contact with people because it, to me it says, I see you. I see you as a human being, um, your dignity, right. whatever, and I acknowledge you. And in many situations, it seems like the interpretation is you have a soft heart and I'm going to tell you and do whatever I can do to get you to give me yes. something. And even a chasing warm me down. Yeah, or a warm smile. It just encourages people sometimes to be obnoxious mm. <laughs> until you give in. Yeah, and that's been a big struggle for me. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, and so I've hard. had I've had an experience recently where you have a generous impulse, mm. and where you see generosity, yeah. where you've shown generosity, and then it backfires. Mm. Where um, as a, there was a case of a, a man who became more and more aggressive, and he would just come up and just jump in the vehicle. Oh wow! Basically, even when I would tell him like, "No, I'm not no. going to," right. you know, it's almost like he wouldn't leave the vehicle. Wow, uh, that's scary. <laughs> so, it wasn't almost right, as if he actually did say, "I will not get out of oh the car until you give me something." You you want to you know you build relationships and mm-hmm. you want generosity generosity to happen in that in that context of, yeah. of ministry and disciple making. Right. Uh, but it can that can be very challenging because yeah. you don't always. Yeah, we don't we don't understand the culture and always the motives. So hard. Uh, yeah. What's going on? Right. So. So it's uh, like that balance of trying to find love your neighbor. Yeah. But what does that mean here? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Different here. I've even experienced yeah. that in the two weeks I've been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so hard. Right. Where if you give, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just how God has given us many 
wise counselors mm -hmm. in our yes. little sphere yes. here already mm -hmm. and just to be able to talk to them and yeah. say, what do I do here? What does this mean? Right. And how, right. what a blessing that's been. Yeah. yeah. Who know important. the culture. Right. So on the other side, the positive side, that's yes. kind of the harder side. <laughs> but since you've been here, have you seen a reception or I guess a receiving of the gospel or just a glory yeah. to God moment? I know it's only been six months. That might, there might still be things. It might take time, more time yeah. than six months. But <clears throat> if there's one... Across the board, there is, an, there is an incredible openness to the gospel here. It may be a little too open. That mm. may be the problem, yeah. <laughs> is where any message is being accepted. I see. But there is a, there is a heart, I, and I, I do believe a hunger for gospel truth. Mm. And so I've been working with these, there's two colored communities in two mm. different areas. Um, on either side of a, 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 it's kind of a key mountain. Yeah. There's a road that goes over it down right. here. Uh, that uh, so one is a close township I've mentioned it Ocean View and yeah. then on the other side of the mountain and uh, they're both connected with one pastor mm -hmm. and we've been walking through so what we're seeking to establish is these strategic training fellowships where we're walking through the word seeing yeah. the text in this context bringing in uh, doctrine sound teaching mm -hmm. um, and and above all you know Christ-centered gospel and uh as I've worked with them, I've been working for some months now mm -hmm. with these groups, and um, uh, I would call it revival. Mm. You know, where you see you see the response to the truth, yeah. uh, and even people taking costly steps mm. in you know mm. of obedience mm. uh, to it. As uh, in, like seeing, there's a repercussion for them in following. Right, right, right. Even where, yeah, Christ, yes, yeah. where where. You're seeing them take, you know, mm. take steps that before they would not, they, mm. they may not have taken. Mm. Yeah. And uh, right where there's, yeah, where there's repercussions or costs. Right. It's such a joy. It's been mm. reviving to my own heart. Right. Right. The word of God does work. And uh, so it's it's been very encouraging. Yeah. It had a number of excellent ministry visits to churches, but I would say mm. that stands out. Yeah. Seeing the work of God in these fellowships. Right. Is, uh, has been a great joy. Yeah. I can imagine. So it's not like you're completely being shunned or stones being cast to no. leave the villages. <laughs> no, no there, yeah, there's yeah. not, there's not, right. yeah. Some, some people may know the, some of that history of apartheid, right. you know, you right. think coming in as a white man, right. uh, that even though I'm an American white man, but it's right. like, but coming in, you hmm. almost think there'd be this animosity, but right. there's, there's just this extraordinarily warm welcome yeah. in these townships. And sometimes it may be, behind right. it may be, well, what can you give me? How can you right. help me? Uh, but, but yet, there's still, there's this, the, the, the friendliness mm. and uh, the, the welcome yeah. have been, right, have been yeah. very uh, sweet. Right. So on the topic of marriage, before we kind of come to a close, mm. how has your marriage been strengthened? It, it, comes, it comes back to the gospel. I mean, you, we, we have pressures mm. that we feel. Yeah. Uh, here on on the field, yeah, sure. uh, pressures to our marriage, right? right? And you I'm know sure. that that's where, you know, where, where Satan's going to right. be uh, doing his his mm -hmm. you know diabol diabolical work, you know, yep. focus in our, our marriage, our family, yeah. and so we've seen those pressures, we've we've experienced the trials, the the, the temptations, and we we've walked together through life, yeah. marriage, family. Yeah. 
uh, ministry. Yeah, we've been married um, 17 years. Yeah, uh, Just in July, we celebrated 17 years. Um, and, you know, it's walking together by the, the gospel of God's grace. You know, right. it's coming back to that together again. Yeah, I think something that keeps coming up for me is that am I finding my satisfaction in Christ or am I trying to find it in Reagan mm. and how he can meet my needs? Mm. And, you know, sometimes the struggles that I might experience it's almost like the Lord opens my eyes and says, that's a parable of how I yearn for you to seek me, mm. you know? And yeah. so just working on that, yeah. I think, finding my, my strengths, my security, my confidence in Christ so that I'm not being needy. You know, marriage, we need, we need to meet, enough, meet each other's needs, right, by God's grace mm. and love each other, think of one another, and care for each other, but um, how can we how can we do that unless we are getting fed and nurtured by Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's been on my yeah. mind lately. Yeah. You know, all this struggle. Yes, we'll be praying for you. Is there prayer requests? Like are there mm -hmm. things that people are listening can be praying for you guys yeah. that just came to my mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> you know. As we've discussed, you know, marriage and family, I mean, certainly praying for God's hand, uh, preserving, uh, providing for our marriage and family, that we would be faithful yeah. at home. That's where, it's, that's where our ministry starts. Yes. So certainly that, um, yeah, yeah that's, that. it's appropriate. That's where our requests begin. And Yeah, I was thinking in the whole context of talking about what we do in our family, mm -hmm. This, it's the reality of we could do all these things and our children could walk away. Um, mm. But may we do them by faith, trusting in God's grace. Mm. And, you know, it is it is he who does the work, right? right. And mm. so just praying, you know, that our children would truly know the Lord yeah. and follow yeah. him. And that is a work that only he can do. Right. And, right. That he would work in their hearts through through this right. this experience on the field. Right. And... Uh, yeah, and His Word, right. and, and the His Church, yeah, right here, right. the Lord yeah. has placed many yeah. just godly people in our right. lives, and that they would be a blessing to right. our kids. Well, I heard a story from my hostess, Miss <laughs> Susie up there, who's been <laughs> your guys' neighbor, about yeah. the legacy you're already leaving to your children mm. in the context of marriage, that yeah. Zoe, your oldest, printed out that photo of your wedding day, is that yes. right? Um, oh, well, that was a or, photo of us. Oh, the two of uh, you. Walking, uh, oh, yeah, here. okay. Yes. That's that so to us sweet. As a gift. Yes. I love mm. that. So she sees, <laughs> she sees the portrait mm. of marriage through the two of you and how mm. God is upholding and mm. using the two of you, firstly in mm. your home and your children's life, mm. and then out into the mission field. So I think yes. that's the mm. highlight here. And I just thank you guys for sharing. Is there any last words? Just. Any last, yeah, just parting words if someone were listening who might be in a marriage crisis or mm. needing mm. hope restored or having a hard time at home and desiring to mm. have a more stable home life. Um, mm. Mm. doesn't have to be all that, but just something, yeah, yeah. in closing I, that's just on yes. your heart about marriage and the yeah. importance of marriage. And, yeah, yeah. Well, when you mention that, 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes all we, you know, all we see is the, day, the daily struggle, right? The right. struggles. And we wonder if anything, like, what do our kids see? What do they think of us? If, right. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but, what are we putting yeah. out? Yeah. Right, right. But that's where, you know, again, we, you know, we depend on God's grace that he is at work. Uh, in, the midst of these, in the midst of these things as we're looking to Christ. Yeah. And, um, you know, what I was thinking of was, uh, um, was Paul David Tripp. Mm. Uh, he says, you know, the gospel uh, being about fresh starts and new beginnings. Mm. Fresh starts, new beginnings. That's good. That's what we need. Right. You know, we that yep. every day. Every don't day. Don't we, you know? Absolutely. Um, when it comes to the new new mercies and, and, right. and remembering the gospel. And missionaries need the gospel too. Absolutely. And uh, so that's, you know, that's where I, I would, you know, for anyone who's, who's if it's, you know, whatever the condition of your marriage is, your family is, uh, that you know, fresh starts, new beginnings mm. uh, through the gospel and, and beginning in your own heart, right? So it comes back to, that's where I, it, like God always brings it back to me, like Reagan, what about your heart? It, it's, it's such good news. There's no message like the gospel. Right. Believe yes. it. Yes. Preach yes. it to yourself every day. That's so good. I love yes. that. I just yeah. think, okay, as a wife and mom, I just, I look to Christ as my example as a servant, right? Mm. I'm not greater than my Lord. Mm-hmm. And I heard this somewhere, you know, in the day-to-day, it can just be kind of slogging through. Mm. But serving, you know, my husband and my children, and there's this quote, it said, um, you know, speaking to who, whoever, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. like, I I would say, I am your servant, but you will never be my master. Mm. <laughs> and so just that... Christ is my master, and whatever I do, I should do it for him with my whole heart. And, you know, in our marriages too, yeah. right? And so, so looking to Jesus, right? Setting yes. our mind on things above. Oh, that's such a good just, yeah, reminder every day. To close, I asked them, I know your kids are mm-hmm. sure. doing sure. their thing, yeah. but I wanted to ask them to sing a hymn yes. with their children as well, because they all sing together. Yes. It's beautiful. So right. if we can collect right. them. Yes. Right. We could sing the, the hymn we sang uh, this morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, His Mercy is More. It's one that we love. Um, a modern gospel hymn. You guys ready to record? Sing together. Here they come. You see the microphone? <laughs> so excited. What love no wrongs we have done.
Can say your name. I'm Micaiah. I'm Mila. I'm Malachi. <laughs> That's how you Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Zoe. Say hi, Zoe. Thank you guys so much for. Please, you say, say I'm you say hi. I have something to show you. Uh, thank you guys so much for sharing your mom and dad. <laughs> God bless you guys. Lord bless you too. Be sure to follow on Instagram at the Marriage Project Co. Or check out the website www.themarriageproject.co to see all the photos that accompany each testimony behind each matrimony. And be sure to subscribe for the community newsletter to get each episode sent directly to your inbox.